Welcome to the latest edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshan Kenny. Thank you so much for supporting the show early on. And early on in this show, I want to talk about a couple Southern Miss athletics topics. First up, baseball. Looks like we're starting to get back on the winning track. Back-to-back uh, -back SBC series wins over there. And uh, looks like Scott Berry and the crew are going to do some big things in the second half of this season. So let's see what happens. Also, let's talk a little football right now at Southern Miss. And the last two seasons there, you know, quarterback inconsistencies have been a big, big topic. Well, what do we do in the offseason? We get two transfers, Holman Edwards from Houston and Billy Wiles from Clemson, to get uh, improvement at this quarterback position. Well, if you've seen spring ball and if you've seen the spring game, you can tell we definitely uh, got a lot better at that quarterback position and expect big things in 2023 there and uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets that starting nod uh, for that first game at the rock well i appreciate all the fan comments for the show that's for sure been a lot of fun and that's going to come in this next segment that we call four and out well this week on twitter i asked the southern miss nation if you were a southern miss athlete with nil opportunities what company would you want to support you and why i had a lot of good comments only can get to four of them so here we go. First up, Roger Dickens at D-Town Doe is his Twitter handle. He says, poke sausage. Because who doesn't like sausage? Thanks, Roger. Next up, at Woodshed King. I knew Wards was coming. Woodshed King adds Wards because it's the home of the big one. All you Wards fans out there, there's a lot of you. Next up, at Cloverleaf Mall, Dunkin' Donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. They've been serving quality coffee and delectable donuts since 19, since the 50s. And don't get me started on their cold brew drinks. Why Dunkin'? Because it would require D-squared to open one of their 8,500 locations in Hattiesburg. Hashtag SMTTT. At Cloverleaf Mall is passionate about Dunkin' Donuts, clearly people. Next up, Common Sense Eagle at CSGWE70. Adds Letha's Barbecue Restaurant would be his sponsor for an NIL deal. And Common Sense says we wouldn't even have to pay him in money. Letha's could pay him in ribs. I like that right there. Thanks for all the comments. Keep them coming in. Well, this show is huge with interviews, as you know. And my next up comes from a guy who started his football career as a walk-on at Southern Miss. And then four years later with his playing career became one of the best quarterbacks to ever wear the black and gold at the rock. With all this said, my interview comes with the one and only Austin Davis. When you talk about probably the, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of Southern Miss football, you better include Austin Davis. And he's my guest today. And I am so fired up to have you on Austin. How's the world treating you, man? It's good, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Heck yeah, man. Uh, your accolades speak for themselves. Uh, you know, back-to-back All-Conference USA, the 2011 Connerly Trophy Award winner, uh, best college football player in the state of Mississippi, the Burlesworth Trophy in 2011, which is super cool, man. A guy who started this career as a walk-on and wound up being the best to do that in college football. So that was a pretty cool award right there. Uh, the Southern Miss Hall of Fame and a seven-year NFL career. So uh, how's all that make you feel, man, looking back? Uh, kind of old to be honest with you. I can't. Believe, <laughs> I can't believe that was you know thir 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. 
I mean, it just absolutely flew by. And to think, to think I was lucky enough really to spend 10 years in the NFL, seven as a player and three as a coach. And um, it's, you know, that's behind me too. It's like, wow, here I am. And uh, it went by really fast, but wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome, man. You had a heck of a career you had. And it all started at West Lauderdale High School in Collinsville. You were a two to a sports star in baseball and football. Uh, you were the winningest football player, uh, quarterback that they had when you were there by the time you were done in All-State in baseball. Uh, so a little bit on the high school days, too, at West Lauderdale. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think like a lot of kids in Mississippi, you know, we were just country boys that, that played ball. Um, West is traditionally a really good athletic school. Uh, baseball's kind of probably led the way for – most of the years, we had legendary coach Jerry Boatner there forever, and shoot, he won 10, 11 state championships. I don't know how many, to be honest. Um, so really, everyone from my high school kind of got funneled into that baseball world. Obviously, Bo had a great career and then went on to have a good career at Southern Miss as well and played professionally for a couple of years. But um, yeah, it's probably a pretty typical high school experience. I was just a typical kid that wanted to you know, play ball after, after high school. And, you know, I went and took my ACT, made sure I made just good enough to get in. And that was really it. I didn't, <laughs> I, you know, I, I had a one track mind and um, I still have that one track mind It's good. It's bad, but it did. Uh, I guess it served me well when it came to sports because I was, especially football, I was, I was all in when I got the opportunities that I had. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And what a career. And we'll get into that a lot. And, uh, Talking about uh, West Lauderdale real quick, y'all ran the wing tee, so you ran the ball a lot. Uh, you were a very athletic quarterback. I mean, obviously, two, uh, two-sport player. So when it came time for college, an amazing thing, uh, you only had one scholarship offer. I think a lot of that because you ran the wing tee. And, uh, but uh, it was from southeast Louisiana. But you were so talented, Southern Miss gave you a baseball scholarship. So you decided to go there and also walk on the football team. So how was that little dynamic right there coming out of high school, baseball scholarship, decided to walk on with football? Yeah, so that's you, you said it pretty well. I mean, that's <laughs> as accurate as anyone's ever described it. Um, that was similar. That was, that's close. I, you know, I think I didn't get recruited for football, you know, um, and – I developed much later. I had some really good coaches in college and I, I got a lot better from the, from the moment I walked on at, at Southern Miss to the day I left, I got a lot better because that's really good coaching. Uh, coach Bauer was there. He's his staff recruited me. And then uh, I ended up playing for coach Larry Fedora. And, um, you know, I, I'm thankful for him and, and coach Blake Anderson. He was my offensive coordinator. He, they taught me a lot. Um, without them, I never would have developed and I probably always would have just been a walk on, but that, that's pretty much how it went. I, um, it kind of got to the point where I was like, well, if I'm not going to get recruited in football, then maybe I should just play baseball. Like maybe I should just listen to the, maybe they know more than I do type of thing. Um, and I should just go, go play baseball. Bo was obviously already there and, and, uh, we knew coach Corky Palmer, uh, really well. And uh, Scott Berry was there. Lane Burroughs was there at the time, Coach Burroughs. And um, I felt good with that. And I almost kind of looked at it like, 
I'll go there. I'm familiar with it. I know I can play baseball. I had the opportunity, ended up having kind of the preferred walk-on thing to go play football. And I was like, well, this is, you know, this is best of both worlds in a way. Uh, my parents didn't like it because they had to pay, but <laughs> I, uh, that wasn't really on my radar. <laughs> I was, um, and they were, again, I mean, you got to give credit to them. They were, they were gracious enough to turn down a full scholarship and let me pursue my dreams when I could have, gone to southeastern Louisiana and had it full ride from the get-go and but they they were you know it's your decision if you want to do this they trusted me and uh, so I think that's a cool part of the story that kind of gets overlooked yeah one thing about that 2007 season it seemed like the red shirt was really good for you I know I even redshirted back in the day it was good for me uh, yeah. but the Bauer era ends in 2007 in comes a new coach you mentioned his name Larry Fedora, and it was kind of a change in approach with offense. You know, we were kind of, you know, a lot of pound of football. We threw the ball pretty well, but it was a lot of pound of football back in the day in the Bauer days. And Fedora comes in with this great offensive mind. And you're a redshirt freshman, and he sees so much potential in you. You start as a redshirt freshman in this high-powered offense, the first freshman quarterback to start in 16 years, man. I mean, your first game, you're a freshman. Uh, how, how was that, man, with this new high-powered style offense? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Coach Fedora coming in was really one of the best things that had happened to me. Not that anything with Coach Barr wouldn't have went well. It was just a clean slate. So you go from being a walk-on to you're really just – you're just kind of the number on the page because he comes into a new program and, you know, he's trying to figure out what he has. So we go out there that spring and he just – runs us into the dirt. You know how football coaches are. <laughs> yeah. Let's, there's no program. It's see who's tough. Let's run 101 10s and let's see who can survive. And just so happened to be, that's kind of what I was good at, just being mentally tough and going. And I think that's kind of where it started. I think it started in that spring running just because I wanted it so bad and I was just going to do whatever I had to do. Um, but to answer your question about that first game, I'll never forget – uh, talking to my parents and, you know, it was kind of a position they didn't put the door on the staff for competitive reasons. Didn't come out and say who was going to be the starting quarterback. We were getting ready to play ULL. And uh, I remember telling my folks like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to start. And they were like, they just didn't believe me. They were like, are you sure we haven't seen anything in the paper? Or anything <laughs> like that. I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm taking all the first team reps. I'm pretty sure that means I'm going to start. I don't really know, but. I don't think they would give me all the first team reps and get to the game and then not start me. Um, and we had a great game. We had a packed house. Um, you know, Coach Fedora and the staff did a great job building that excitement around the program. I think we – I don't know if we sold it out, but it was close. Um, well, man, yeah, I'll, re I'll remember the marketing. Coach Fedora came on with a commercial. It was kind of like black and white, and he was just all attitude, all in. And it was like, dang, look at this. And yeah. sure enough, it, uh, it, it rolled over into the fans and, and, you know, the Southern Miss style and way that grit was definitely kicking in. And you had a heck of a freshman career. I mean, you led the nation for, for yards as a freshman. I mean, uh, just just awesome stuff with this offense coming in. So, uh, but how was that being coached by Coach Fedora in that style of offense? He was intense. You know, <laughs> I think it was twofold for me. Like you already mentioned, my high school career, I didn't really have 
anything to base it off of. I ran a completely different offense in high school. So on one level, I was just, you know, kind of his moldable clay. He could, whatever he told me, I was going to glue to it because I had no other, um, no other preconceived notions of what I should be doing. So I was just trying to please him, please the other coaches, whatever they said to do, I would do. Um, and, you know, at the, at the time I didn't realize it, but as I've grown and kind of learned, uh, learned the game a little bit more and got to spend some time in the NFL, we just had such a really good offensive system. It was friendly. It made sense. It was, it was basketball on grass. It was take, take care of space, take advantage of space. It was quick, easy completions. And then, and then we got DeAndre Brown, who was six five. Two, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I can't, really, <laughs> I can't sit here and honestly say I had this great freshman year without admitting that I got in trouble. I just threw it up to him, and there it was. He was the best player on the field every Saturday, and um, turned out to be a you know a good freshman campaign for us. We we struggled out of the gate. Um, and, and to be honest, most of the struggle was kind of me figuring it out because the first couple games, it's kind of you just go out there and you do it, and it's new. And 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 then about three or four games in, the expectations start to mount, right? It's like, okay, you showed us what you can do. Now do that every week, right? It's not the first game of the season, and the competition got a little better. And we were two and six at one point, and yeah. two and yeah. six, and. and I don't know how long it had been since Southern Miss had a losing season, but a long time. Well, Austin, let's get into that because I kind of had my line of talk with that. So, yeah, I mean, Coast Fedora is a new scheme, new system. You know, Bauer had been there for, for forever, it felt like. And a lot of change had to happen, a lot of adjustments, what have you. So, yeah, you guys are sitting at two and six, coming off a 14 straight winning season. So, I mean, kind of getting a little like, oh, we got a lot to live up to, man. And I don't know how y'all rallied the troops, what y'all did, man. Y'all win those four straight and finished six and six. Yeah. And getting to the New Orleans Bowl, which was one of the coolest games to this day that Southern Miss fans have ever seen. Uh, but but that how how'd y'all do that, man? Go from two and six to six and six. Was it the pressure of continuing winning seasons, or, or, or what was it? I don't really remember anything changing. Um, I, I definitely you know felt a little pressure. I was like, you know, this is great that I'm getting to start, but we haven't had a losing season in 14 years that I'm about to take us to a two and 10 season. That's not really what I had in mind. Um, but I, I think what, I think what we were doing was the right thing. It just took, it just took time for it to finally click. Um, uh, I forget to be honest with you exactly what the first, it may have been the UAB game that we, we just, we had a fantastic game. I think we were 70 to 17 or something. And that just kind of sprung us forward. Um, and then we just, we had confidence. We started playing good and then we kind of got it rolling. Uh, and then again, like I said, I, I kind of had to go through my lumps too as a, as a freshman. And um, I'm glad I survived that. I probably didn't have much, much, <laughs> much more rope to be honest with you at two and six. I probably saved it just in time to not get big. <laughs> Glad it worked out. Heck yeah, man. And that New Orleans, well, like I said, was so exciting, man. Overtime thriller. Uh, and, and during the game, man, you mentioned DeAndre Brown. And, and, you know, I played back in the day. Injuries happened. And it was a bad injury to DeAndre in that game. I know a lot of people remember it, man. How'd that affect the psyche of the team during that game? Because it was such an intense, intense contest. Yeah, it was really, um, really difficult. I, uh, I remember going over to Coach Fedora and just – because, you know, he it was the corner of the end zone. I threw it up. I got hit. I, I didn't actually see the ball come down. 
And I go, I go over to coach, like, well, you know, what happened? He's going to be okay. He's like, it's, it's not good. And uh, I knew right then something was bad. And of course, until I didn't get off, it's not until I got to the sideline where I asked and they're like, yeah, his, you know, he snapped his leg in half. Um, it was, it was rough, you know, because you're sitting, I mean, they rushed him to the hospital. So you're just, you're just not really sure what's going on. And then, you know, guys are talking about it on the sideline, you know, injuries happen, like you said, but those types of injuries just kind of, they kind of hit different because they're serious, you know? Um, and then I'm at, like, you, like you said, that, that game ended in really good fashion. And um, yeah, went on a, you know, overcome that, that get, get the team back focused and uh, win the game 30 to 27 on a block kick in overtime, which was so cool. And what's great about that finish seven and six, the winning tradition continues 15 yeah. straight now, man. So y'all did it from two and six to seven and six. Fire <laughs> relief. So, <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of Southern Miss fans there hoping that would happen. I know. It was a relief not losing, not the thrill of victory. Trust me. Uh, Heck yeah, man. So, but you put a name for yourself as a freshman, man. I mean, just all sorts of uh, stats, you know, fireworks that Southern Miss hadn't really seen in a while uh, or really ever seen. But you get into your 2009 season, man, it's going well, well for you. People are knowing Austin Davis's name, your second year starting. And about game five, man, you get a foot injury. Um, and it kind of ends your season. Talk about that injury and how you overcame that and, and, and just what that was like, you know, with the season coming to a halt for you. Yeah, that was tough. Um, you just don't, you know, especially when you're that young and you're just kind of rolling and going and life's going good. And, um, you know, for the lack of better terms, you know, going kind of easy, you know. Um, I remember being pretty heartbroken. I was in my apartment. Um, when I did it, I, I originally just thought that I, I uh, twisted my ankle and uh, then, you know, get back on the bus, come back and realize that it's a, you know, it's a Liz Frank and they tell me I'm going to be out for the year. And I just went home to my apartment and I was just like, it kind of, I sat down and I was just bald. I was like, it just felt like all that work, all that, you know, effort. And we were having a good year. I mean, we were, we were on a great start. I don't, I think we were four and one at the time. I know we were playing well. We ended up losing that game, but um, it just kind of all came flooding out. The emotions of of uh, not gonna not gonna get to play the rest of the year. And I, I guess I was really just scared of the unknown. I didn't really didn't really know what was gonna come of it because uh, I mean, good or bad, to get to that point, I, I kind of put all my energy into into doing that. And when that was taken away from me that's kind of when, um, you know, start to see some adversity in life. And um, so you don't ever want it to come, but it's, it's not if, but when, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you rehab like nobody's business, obviously, because you came back from that two, 2010 season, your junior year. And I mean, you guys just start fireworks. I mean, Fedora systems going seven plus games of 40 plus points, um, just rolling along. So, uh, what do you credit just being able to bounce back off a foot injury and just get things kick-started again in 2010? Well, I think just during the rehab, I think to keep my mind focused on improving, I, you know, I just tried to work on things, arm strength and tried to stay around. And uh, Martavius played really well. I don't know if you remember how we finished the season, but we ended up back in the New Orleans Bowl at, uh, I want to say we went uh, seven and five. Mm -hmm. 
and then uh, lost the New Orleans Bowl. So we ended up the same exact record. I think I'm right on that. But um, Martavis played really well. So going in the next spring, they opened up the competition again. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that's, you know, that's real life, you know. So, hey, thanks, you know, good job. But we got another guy here, too, that's pretty dang good. So <laughs> kind of had, had to, you know, recompete for the job. Um, so I kind of credit getting back going and having that the junior year that we had to just keeping competition alive. You know, that's really what uh, coaching staff did. They, they didn't, they weren't playing favorites. <laughs> I actually, I remember <laughs> Coach Medora said one time, he's like, people say I played favorites. He's like, darn right. I do the ones that produce. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's some coach talk. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, what, that's the truth. And I, you yeah. know, I had to go through that and uh, it was good. You know, we, we didn't quite get over the hump that junior year, but well, we put up well, a lot of points. Yeah, Austin, just want to talk a little bit more about that junior year. I mean, you had some great wins, beat Kansas in an awesome win, top 25 on the road, a Central Florida team who had a great defense. You guys showed up, man. Uh, but there was something in that season, man. I mean, things are rolling along. Southern Miss is still winning, doing their thing. I mean, you're putting up numbers. But, man, leading up to the Houston game, man, y'all dealt with some serious adversity. Uh, you know, off-campus shooting, man, and, um, you know, leading up to a week of a game and something like that happening with three of your teammates, you know, thank goodness they're all, they're all you know, survived. But, man, how was that with the psyche of the team during that week and, and bouncing back? Yeah, it was tough. Um, I want to say we had just gotten back from the uh, – we just gotten back from the big win, Central Florida. Yep, it was. It was after that week. Yep. After Central Florida, yeah. And, um, you know, so obviously guys were excited. And and uh, I remember waking up the next morning and kind of hearing the news and just kind of thinking, like, this this can't be, like, really happening. You know, like um, – couldn't imagine for those guys what you know what they were going through and then you know i've since heard the stories from coach fedora on you know his night getting woken up at three o'clock in the morning and going to the hospital and you know um going in talking to tim uh talking to martez and talking to diedrich and um just kind of like trying to be in that moment man like man that's it's just one of those one of those times where like football really doesn't matter right now um, we still got to play a game, you know, but you don't really, it's not really on the front of your, on the front of your mind. Um, yeah. we went out and absolutely destroyed Houston. So I, I, I think we played with a lot of emotions. Uh, we had a lot to play for, um, and, uh, kind of, that kind of propelled us. Yeah. Rough situation right there. But looking back on that team, you know, uh, coming back from tough situation like that, doing what you did, getting back to a bowl, uh, is pretty inspiring, you know, and that, that's what the team's all about, and that's the beauty of Southern Miss, man. Just, you know, we, we fight, we claw no matter what happens. Um, in that bowl game, too, man, you wind up breaking Brett Favre's all-time touchdown record, man. How'd that feel, you know, when all of a sudden, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same breath as Favre. I'm, I'm, this Austin Davis, man, I must be really doing something special. <laughs> yeah, I – um. Yeah, I think just just accumulating that many games, you know, playing from freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, you're going to eventually break some records, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a lot of accomplishments, you know, and just really being thankful and having the opportunity to play for so long and play on a good team. You know, most, most guys that break records and get accolades, they play for a good team and good coaches. So um, 
I, to be honest with you, I don't exactly remember what score it was or what touchdown. All I remember about that game was the catch, the big <laughs> play. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, man. Well, you know, still winning along another winning season for Southern Miss. So keeping that record going. And now we're getting into a season people still talk about to this day, man. And, and I've even got a bobblehead Austin <laughs> Davis doll to prove how good that awesome, that awesome season was your senior year in 2011. So, but going into that, man, second game of the season, you wind up breaking Brett Favre's all-time touchdown record. So you're just putting up stats, breaking breaking up the stat book. Um, things are really rolling along for you. So uh, talk about going into that 2011 season, though, and uh, just the hype. I mean, pe- people really thought you guys had a chance to be really good. Yeah, and, and it almost felt like we – we were knocking on the door every year. So it felt like if we didn't get it done that year, it was just going to be such a letdown mm-hmm. um, as, as, yeah, as good as we were, I guess, you know, seven, six, eight and five, we, we were never really satisfied because we, we knew we had some pretty good talent uh, in the locker room and um, the staff had continued to add guys every year. And, um, you know, we really, we didn't really look at the schedule that, that last year and you didn't really see a game on there. We couldn't win and we shouldn't have lost the game. I mean, we, we really shouldn't have, uh, the, the two we lost, we, you know, we, we were probably better than those teams to be honest with you. And, and we weren't, we weren't on that day, which is all that matters, but we were, we were a better team probably top to bottom talent wise. I, it, it's bittersweet, man. We had a great year and, and, uh, gosh, we did what we wanted to do. We wanted to win Conference USA, and we did it. Um, but man, it's hard to think about possibly going twelve and zero and playing in the BCS Bowl. And you know that was that was always kind of like that, that far fetched dream. That like who knows? But shoot, looking back, we, we potentially could have done it. Um, but that was that was a great year, and it really encapsulated everything. You know, without you know, you play to win championships, and that's that's the legacy you want to leave behind championship team you know we just had our 10-year reunion we all went back like it's great to be successful and all that individually but you remember the teams you know yeah and it, team, it will be remembered forever oh heck yeah no i mean it's a team everybody still talks about and uh i want to talk about a couple games from that season though man just getting into a navy game uh yeah. people that know quarterback ratings and stats uh Southern Miss scores 63 points and just absolutely smashes Navy. Austin Davis has a 237 quarterback rating. Do you remember that game in particular and what it's like being in kind of a zone or what have you? It was just, you know, I mean, a 237 quarterback rating, brother, is just – that's silly. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what I do remember about that game. I remember – so one thing that people may not realize about when you get ready to play one of the, one of the uh, academies that run the triple option, you're going from the defense all weeks practicing against spread offenses. And then now all of a sudden, you know, mid season, you got to play against this totally different offensive scheme. So the coaches are stressed, you know, talking about how tough these guys are and they're just offense going to be so hard to stop. And, you know, we're trying to run scout team wing T and we're terrible at it. So there's just a whole, it's, a, it's just a unique week. And it's just like, at one point, I remember doing the week just being like, would you guys calm down? Like, we're going to be fine. You know, but <laughs> it was a lot of – it was just different, right? So, we get to the game, and sure enough, we 
We stopped them on the very first drive, I think, on a goal line stand, but the rest of the time they were just running up and down the field. And all I remember is Coach Dan Dish, defensive coordinator, coming up to Larry Fedora and saying, you better keep scoring because we ain't going to stop them. <laughs> you got to love an honest defensive coordinator. I guess that just motivated me because I was like, well, we better score 60 today, boys. I think we won like 60 to 40-something. And uh, – so, yeah, well, I think actually that was 63 35 because I want to talk about that game because I read a lot about it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that was it. I, I guess I just overheard Coach Dish being like, better keep scoring. <laughs> That's awesome, man. No, and wound up, like you said, have, having a great year. I, I know a couple tough losses in there and, uh, you know, had a chance for bigger things, but man, y'all win Conference USA East and finished 10 and 2. And it sets up a marquee game that I promise people are still talking about this day. I'll pull it up on YouTube just for fun every now and then. Number 24, Southern Miss. Number five, Houston, undefeated Houston for the Conference USA Championship. It's on ABC, people. Not every day Southern Miss is on ABC. Uh, Houston wins this game. They're going to the Sugar Bowl. Man, the hype for that game that week. Uh, what was your mind mindset going into that one? I think we, uh, I think we were right where we wanted to be. I think we were right in that that Southern Miss mentality where everyone was talking about Houston. Everyone just assumed they would win. You know, we were the lucky to be their team. You know, they were number five, like you said, undefeated, um, and rightfully so. I mean, they they were they had a phenomenal season. They were putting up 50, 60 points a game. Um, and it was just like, we didn't even stand a chance, you know, um, I know coach Fedora has got some stories about the, um, about like the pregame, uh, production meetings and things like that. When they were talking about the trophy ceremony and they were like, okay, you know, Houston, this is where, this is where we're going to do the trophy ceremony for you guys after the game. I mean, just like total disrespect. And like, this is what, this is how they're going to do it. And, um, and I think, you know, that helps. I thought we played good as underdogs and, um, you know, we kind of shocked the world, if you will. We didn't, we didn't shock ourselves. I thought our defense was – they were absolutely dominant. I mean, they they played lights out. Um, and, I mean, we just played a really good game. And 49-27, but could have been worse. I fumbled going into the end zone at the end of the game. We could have had 50 on them. That, you know, that's what Coach Redor brings up when I talk to him. It's like, should have hung 50 on them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can see Coach Redor doing that. <laughs> should have hung 50 on them. At 49, I fumbled going in in the fourth quarter. But that was, you know, that that kind of put it all, put a bow on the whole thing, you know. Yeah, heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. I mean, win Conference USA. And what's a funny story about that in hindsight you cost Conference USA millions of dollars with not getting no BCS Bowl. So kind of like, you know, I know CUSA was like, oh, man. <laughs> no, but Southern Miss was happy. Southern Miss was yeah, happy. we were the only ones that were happy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that vibe, man. But congratulations on that big win. People still talk about that to this day. And, and once again, you holding up the trophy. You know, it's, it's turned into a bobblehead doll now, Austin. <laughs> so, but uh, go to a bowl game, the Hawaii Bowl. Nevada, how was the week in Hawaii, man, with the team and just, you know, just that Aloha vibe, man. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the most unique experiences I've had. Um, just it, it was almost kind of like we had accomplished our goal. Like we, we, we kind of set out to do, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but um, typically the conference champion would play in the Liberty Bowl against the SEC school. 
that was kind of the the format of the bowl of the uh, bowl matchups. But for, for some reason that year, some someone else got a bid over us, and we didn't get into the Liberty Bowl. So I remember thinking, like, man, like my whole career, I wanted to play an SEC, make win win conference, play Liberty Bowl, play at SEC school, and uh, and that kind of fell through. So it was like, well, let's just go on vacation. So. We book it out to Hawaii and play pretty good Nevada team. But um, we went out there, and I think we practiced like 30 minutes a day. We didn't practice. <laughs> I don't remember the game plan. I mean, we literally just went on vacation. And, oh, by the way, we got to play a game in a week. It was – I mean, Coach Fedora let loose. The coaches let loose. We had so much fun. And, and Coach talks about, like, that's why he wanted to take us all out there is because, I mean, how many of us – had had ever been to Hawaii or ever get the chance to go back to Hawaii, like once in a lifetime opportunity for all of us. And uh, we, I mean, we went out there and cut loose. I mean, we, we were honestly, we played horrible in the game. I don't know how we won. My, I, I do, I do remember some games, the stats I had, my stats in that game, I was 19 of 41. I completed about 30% of my pass. But, but, but you're a winner, man. You ended your career. On a we win. did win. <laughs> let's look at the let's look at the big picture, man. That senior year is one of the greatest seasons in the history of Southern Miss football. You guys finished twelve and two, Conference USA champs, top five road win over Houston, uh, finished number nineteen in the country, man. So just looking back, and personally for you, man, stat wise, the best football career that a quarterback's ever had. I hope I don't miss one, but if you look at the stat book when you were done, Austin Davis over ten thousand passing yards over 1,000 rushing yards, over 109 total touchdowns, and you caught two touchdowns. Do you remember those two that you caught? Caught the one in the uh, in the bowl game. What's the other one? Uh, there are uh, two, man. I, I didn't uh, dig. Maybe, maybe they gave me an extra. I got two listed for you, man. I'll, <laughs> That's take, awesome. it. I'll take it. Heck yeah, man. But no, what a, what a career. I mean, unbelievable. Congratulations. And uh, I'd be doing everybody a disservice out and bring this up, too. You mentioned your brother, Bo was on the uh, Southern Miss baseball team. And in 2009, while you were there, they, they go to the College World Series, which is unprecedented for Southern Miss. How was that in 09, just to backtrack a little bit before we get in the NFL, yeah. with your brother in the CWS, man? How, how cool was that? That was one of, you know, that was one of the greatest memories of my life, to be honest with you. I, uh, so, so they end up going to the College World Series, and we end up playing in the very first game of the College World Series, and Bo is batting leadoff. So he's – and this is the last year for you baseball fans out there. This is the last year that the College World Series was held at Rosenblatt Stadium. They were building TD Ameritrade at the time. So this is the old-school classic College World Series stadium. Um, you know, my whole family went. And so Bo's leading off, first at bat of the entire thing, uh, playing against Texas, and first pitch, he absolutely drills one to deep center field, and I'm like, this is like a movie. Like I can't, he deep center, and the guy literally catches it up against the wall, and I was like, oh man, oh man, <laughs> it was such a. I mean, I remember the the super regional down at Florida. I went to that. And I've never been so nervous watching in my life. I mean, I, watching sports when you have 
an interest as a fan is one thing, but watching it with a family or I hear parents talk about it all the time, like watching your kids play sports, totally different. Well, I just remember being in that seat and just like shaking and the closer they got, I was like, they're really going to do this, you know? And uh, that, that was, that was cool to watch and to get to see him experience that. And uh, only team ever to go to Omaha. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge deal. You know, it's always going to be something we talk about, man. But, yeah, just recapping your Southern Miss career, man. Hell of a career. So now it's NFL time, man. And uh, somehow, some way, this talented Austin Davis goes undrafted. I, I don't understand it. So you become a steal, man, in free agency. Wind up going to St. Louis, the Rams. But, man, you're making it in the NFL. You're in training camp. So, what would you say the biggest transition from a quarterback just end, ending his season as a senior in college coming into the NFL and, and transition? What are some of the biggest uh, things to, to get ready for and prep for? Man, um, you know, you think you think you're full time uh, sport, you know, football until you get to the NFL and then you then you really are. <laughs> so um, I think just taking it from like school and a hobby. And then now it's your job, right? So it's it's just a totally different, you know. Now you, and and gotta be honest, the amount of money's involved. So now it's like now you're thinking about, you know, that it's just like a total different dynamic. Um, you're trying to kind of live your life and and be a professional, and um, it, it it's a totally different transition. People talk about transition, you know, high school to college, college to pro. I, I you know, college to pro is much steeper, in my opinion, much the game was fast, didn't get that many reps. I mean, you're a rookie, you know, you got guys that have been there for five to seven years, you know, just the obstacles are real at that level. And um, you know, I was fortunate and lucky enough, I kind of finagled my way onto the roster for a couple of years and got a chance to play a little bit. Hey man, it is a small percentage of college football players that make their way in the NFL. You want to be having seven years, but three years with the St. Louis Rams. So, uh, you know, making a big, name for yourself here and there but I know you're not doing what you want to do but year three man you get that start in the second game how was that like your first start as an NFL quarterback uh well I'll take you back to the first game of that season okay because I, I started the second game but I went in at halftime of the first game because uh that was Minnesota right Minnesota, correct. Minnesota, so, yep. Okay. Sam Bradford gets hurt in preseason, third preseason game. Um, so he's ACL, he's done. So Sean Hill was our backup. I was uh, third. And then so Sean ends up getting the start. He pulls his quad right before halftime in the Minnesota game. So in a matter of two weeks, I went from third string practice squad to we're running in for halftime. And uh, our offensive coordinator turns around, around and says, you're going. So I'm running into the locker room at halftime, like, all right, here we go. Like, I can't turn back now. Um, so it wasn't one of those moments where you just get thrown in there and you can play. I had to run into halftime and think about it. And I'm pretty sure we were losing. And I'm like, okay, this is this is it. So I go out and we didn't do too hot. We ended up getting getting beat pretty good through an interception. And then so they're you know trying to get Sean back all the next week. We're getting ready to go at Tampa Bay, which ironically is my childhood favorite team. I grew up a Tampa Bay fan. And so I get 
I was can we get on a Tampa subject? Man, how do you feel about the cream sickle uniforms? I, I think they're the most beautiful uniforms in the history yes. of the NFL. That's yeah, just me. Well, that that's why I picked Tampa Bay as my favorite <laughs> the uniforms. That, that's serious. People are like, why don't you like the Saints? I was like, they were terrible. Did not go for the Saints. So, <laughs> I ended up being a Tampa Bay fan. But um, so yeah, I mean, I, looking back, I think I was just so in the moment and so focused on all the things I had to do to get ready. And I just, I almost didn't have time to be nervous. I know I was, but um, and we go out and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This was like, my dad was there. I gave him the game ball. And that was, that was, uh, to be honest with you, that was probably the highlight of my football career was to be able to do that and give him the game ball. And oh. that was, that was pretty sweet. Wow, Austin. I mean, it's just special, man. I mean, you're one of a handful of people on planet Earth that can say they were starting the NFL, man. You did it pretty early in your career, too, man. So congrats on that. That's huge. Yeah, I appreciate uh, so, that. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Three-year run with the St. Louis Rams, and then you wind up going to the Cleveland Browns. Um, so how was that transition to Cleveland? It was um, – so, like you said, year three, I get to play – um, and then going into year four, I'm thinking, okay, I kind of, I kind of established myself. Like maybe I'm going to have a little bit more of a stronghold on a roster position in St. Louis. And it just didn't work out that way. I, you know, I ended up getting kind of put in the shuffle again and didn't really get a bunch of reps and just kind of like frustrating, tough, challenging. So, but I guess the, the, the good news on that was I did have some interest from outside teams because of the way I played in those uh, eight games the, the previous season. Um, so, yeah, I ended up, uh, they ended up letting me go. And general manager, Les Snead, actually told me, he's like, you know, I, I think you probably get a call from the Browns. Like, we, we know they're interested. They tried to maybe trade for me or something right before the, the cut deadline. And so they called. And it felt good to be wanted, to be honest with you. I was just like, wow, this is cool. Like, this is the first. You know, they, they want me. They uh, – you know, they got kind of got plans for me, if you will. Like, it, it was a totally different feeling. Um, and I was, you know, I was excited to just keep growing and keep going. Heck, yeah. You want to be in the starter for the Cleveland Browns, man. You're, you're being successful. Um, so, at Cleveland, man, just a quick question because he's a big name in football. Man, your teammate's Johnny Manziel there. How was that being teammates with, with Johnny football, man? That was – it was interesting. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, maybe his uh, inconsistencies, we'll call it, is probably why they they signed me to kind of just show up and make sure that we have somebody. Um, but I, I, I will say it's interesting. You get to know people in their in their fame and their public image, but then you get to know someone uh you know in person and work with them and a lot of times you get to know maybe a different person than everybody else knows so uh, johnny and i actually ended up uh, being really good friends and uh, got a lot of good stories from from my time with johnny and um so and he actually had a chance to start a game because of him because he just took off so it, was, it all worked out for me <laughs> Yeah, we'll be doing this disservice if I wasn't, didn't ask you about Johnny Football Tom being a teammate with him, man. So thanks yeah, for I mean, what, a, what a legend. <laughs> I mean, what a legend. I, oh, I yeah, man. Forget, I will never forget his game against Alabama. I forget yeah, what it was when he just spun around yeah. and took over. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Legendary game. Uh, so you're in Cleveland, man, the dog pound, but you know, you, you're kind of feeling the business side of things, but a lot of teams are wanting you, man. You want to go on to Denver, uh, Seattle, and then Tennessee to end your career. If you, if you don't mind kind of breaking down that little run right there, man, I mean, now you're talking, you're in year four through seven of your NFL career. So I was that little run there towards the end there. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like you said, it just became just, just kind of latch on trying to get, you know, get some traction, get really get myself back into a situation that I had in St. Louis where I could, you know, string some starts together and, and kind of show back up on the radar, if you will. Um, that obviously didn't happen. And uh, I had three really good years with the best job in America, they say, backup quarterback, never get hit, show up, a good career. So, um, and, I, and I met a lot of people. I mean, looking back when I, you know, think about it, I got to go to all these different teams, meet all these people, all these good coaches, just legends in the football world. Um, you know, Gary Kubiak, I got to play for him the year after they won the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, uh, Pete Carroll got to play and coach for Pete Carroll, which was – that was a treat. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorites. Um, but, I mean, the list goes on and on. I was you know, got to go, you know, coaching. I got to go to the Combine and just, just be around all these people you see every Sunday. And uh, it's just a – it's a unique experience. I mean, I, I can't, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything just to say I got to do all that. Uh, all the money in the world can't, you know, replace experiences. And um, so I got a lot of, a lot of good memories about, about those seven years. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I mean, obviously uh Southern Miss career is about second to none, um, you know, in seven years in the NFL. So you should hang your hat and be very proud of everything you did, man, that quarterback position. So, uh, but man, a lot of things when I read about you, you know, coaches talk about you like, man, this guy's got a football mind. There's no doubt about it, man. You just got this 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 deal about you. That's why you're so successful at quarterback. So what do you do right when the NFL is over? You get in the coach. You get with the uh, Seattle. It makes sense, man. You get with the Seattle Seahawks, man, as an assistant. And after that first year, I want to say, uh, I don't want to mess anything up, 19. Then we get into 2020 where you become the youngest NFL coach Uh at that time at 30 years old. So that coaching run with the Seattle Seahawks, man, I mean, how, how was that run? I couldn't have picked a better place to coach. I couldn't have picked a better organization. Uh, I fell in love with Seattle when I played there. Um, I, you know, we mentioned I, I bounced around. I played all these different teams. But when I got to Seattle, it felt different. The culture was different. We won. It was competitive. It felt like college football. It felt like it, the, the business aspect was less there than anywhere else I'd ever been. And I remember just thinking, I, I love it here. Uh, I love being a part of this program. And so when I did kind of get to the you know end of my time as a player, I, I reached out to Coach Carroll and just said, hey, I, I would love the opportunity to, to get into coaching. And he was you know, on board with it, got me in that first year. And the next year I, I took over as quarterback coach. And a lot of that had to do with my relationship with Russell. Um, and he just, he favored having someone that had kind of played the position that he could kind of bounce ideas off of. And I backed him up for a year. So we built a great relationship. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think my greatest skill set when I was, I was, when I was a player was, was my mind. I mean, just, just studying it and enjoying it and trying to get good at it. Um, 
then I guess it, I guess it served me down the road. Yeah. And your name, I mean, really at a young age, I mean, you're kind of getting noticed out there and kind of getting to, to what happened. You know, you get an opportunity to be the offensive coordinator at Auburn, which is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, so you decide to take the job. So if you don't mind talking about that Auburn, I know that Auburn job, I know it wasn't long for you, but just kind of that little little take from you on uh, on the Auburn Auburn job that you do have right there. Yeah. So I took uh, so I started coaching in 19. I coached in Seattle in 19 and then 20, uh, 20 and 21, I was the quarterback coach. Uh, and then I get the opportunity and about the midway, somewhere in that third year in Seattle, I'd kind of, I'd kind of gotten to a point where I was thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm succeeding. I'm enjoying this, but as far as life goes, something's, something's missing. I'm, I'm working a lot. I just, I just kind of something in my head was kind of there. Like this is good, but maybe there's more, maybe there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. So it's kind of floating around in my head. Um, I had kind of gotten in touch with an agent because I was, you know, I was, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to just be, uh, you know, just a guy that shows up. I want to go be a head coach one day. I mean, that's just kind of how I'm wired. But so I got an agent he calls me and he's like, Hey, I, you know, I want, you can talk to the head coach at Auburn and they're looking for an offensive coordinator. So at that point, I'm just like, I mean, to be honest, I'm just completely blown away. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, you're 31, yeah. 32 at that point. Uh, I mean, yeah, 32, I think. Yeah. And uh, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. You know? Um, so, I, so you know, we Zoom interview, talked to Coach Brian Harson. He was awesome. Um, we're playing a game in uh, Houston. We fly back with the Seahawks we fly back I, we get back at 11 30 I go to the facility I'm putting together powerpoints till two o'clock in the morning go home sleep for a couple hours back at 5 30 that was a crazy week and you know I go through the whole process get to, and talk to coach Carroll he was awesome and you know really pushed for me and I ended up getting the job and I think what happened in that moment was I just kind of got enamored with the position and the title and, and the money and the status and just the the lights and the glamour and I kind of forgot where my heart was with the whole coaching thing um and then so fast forward I get there in January I'm there I'm on the road recruiting and I just I realized like like I, I can't I can't do this like I just can't do it and I and I had a decision to make I mean it, it, by far the hardest decision I've ever made in my life um I had a decision do I go through the motions and push through this year for all the wrong reasons, for the money, for the, the safe face, for um, whatever, you name it, um, and give these kids half of who I am, or do I go in there and do the right thing and talk to Coach Harshman about where my heart's at? And that was, that was tough because he put faith in me, he hired me, and I was, you know, just wasn't in the right mindset to do the job. And uh, I felt like it was the right thing to do to let someone else take that position. Um, and from, you know, from that point on, I kind of, I moved home. I've been home. I've, I'm enjoying going home at five o'clock. It's just, I just ran my race to be honest with you in, in football. I did. I just, I got to the end of my road and, and, um, and uh, it was a great journey. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Great journey. Now, I felt the sincerity and everything you said, man. Or anybody, you know, listen to that part. I mean, job burnout's a part of things. Just people move, switch jobs. I'm, I'm on job number four, I think, right now. My yes. five. 
You yeah. know, so I mean, it's just, we, you know, yours just happened to be in the microscope and everybody can see it and, you know, what's going on. So, hey, man, you know, I'm making a move. This is what it is. I know everybody. Yeah, it just, it, it was. <laughs> this is what it is. Family, I talked to my family about it. And, yeah. And I was like, no, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'll, I'll probably talk about you for about a week, but you know, <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to move on. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, and yeah, so. it, was a, it was a big step for me to, you know, because it, it is hard to, to step out of it because it's all, it's all I've ever done, yeah. you know, and, and um, but I just uh, kind of wanted to pursue some new things and man, I'm, I'm loving life now. Yeah, and kind of getting to some new things, man. We'll get in your career a little bit later because I know you had a lot for me to talk about right there with what's going on right now. But, man, you're working with my guy, Jason Baker, the play-by-play guy for ESPN Southern Miss Home Games, man. So uh, back in the limelight, back doing TV, man. How, how, how's that, just working on uh, TV? Jason Baker's awesome play-by-play. Yeah, I, I you guys really, do a great job. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was, I was raw last year. I mean, I just kind of got thrown out there. <laughs> I think I was down at a baseball game last spring and Lee Roberts said, Hey, would you, would you want to do the games on ESPN plus with Jason Baker? I hadn't even met Jason at the time. I was like, heck yeah, that's perfect. Like that's a perfect fix for me to be around the game, but not be as tied to it, stay interested. And, uh, you know, broadcasting something that works out in the future. Great. So yeah, I ended up, ended up doing, um, I think we did four games because NFL Network picked up one, yep. um, ended up calling a couple games and uh, got every intention of doing that again this year. And I was, <laughs> I'll tell you, my first game, so, you know, headsets are on, producers in your ear, you're kind of pregame. I'm so nervous. I mean, <laughs> I'm way more nervous than I've ever been playing. And we get to kind of do a couple dry runs on our opening. Um, but we don't get to record it. We got to go live, and you got to do it on the spot. And I'll never forget when uh, Lee Fields is our producer. He's like, "All right, here we go: ten, nine, eight. And he starts counting down the live, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, my chest is just..." Going. And you're a former NFL like, quarterback. This feels yeah, like I'm about to run. It's refreshing to hear. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I was like, "Man, this is this is this is good." And. Uh, a little more comfortable as the games went on and kind of figured it out, but um, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, heck yeah, no, you guys are doing a great job, man. I don't miss Southern Miss anything. So, uh, and speaking of that, man, you know, these interviews that I've done so far on this show, I've been just kind of telling the story, and you've got a heck of a story to tell. So, thanks for sharing everything with me. Yeah. But, man, I, I think we'd be doing people a disservice if guys like you and me didn't talk about maybe the current state of Southern Miss football heading to this 23 season, uh, things to look out for. So, Man, Austin, you first, man. What what are your thoughts on on this season, uh, and, and what have you for for Southern Miss football? I, I'm excited. I'm I'm really fired up for what Coach Hall's doing. I think he's kind of brought back a Southern Miss uh, blue collar recruiting Mississippi kids. Um, you know, I'm thinking last year in the transfer portal it was all Mississippi guys, right? All guys that went to state, Ole Miss. Uh, I think one. I think one guy was from Arkansas and pulls them back in and um, this good mojo. They got it turned around last year, won some games. I'm excited about the Sunbelt conference. I think that was a really good move for us. Um, conference USA was just kind of dwindling. And I think we made a really good jump to a really good conference. Um, and I think, uh, I think things are on the rise. Yeah. I, I mean, really towards the end of your run at Southern Miss, that's kind of the last really like, 
harumph for Conference USA where we were really feeling it. Uh, towards the end there, man, I got to be honest, they put it on Twitter. I, I wasn't really excited about what other teams in Conference USA were doing, man. I just yeah. followed Southern Miss and that's it. Like tonight, when we're recording this, we happen to be recorded during March Madness. Lafayette's playing Tennessee in the big dance. Man, I'm a Raging Cajun fan because it's good for the Sun Belt. Uh, yeah. it, it's made a lot of change for us. Um, the schedule this year, though, I talked to Will Hall not too long ago on this show. You know, it's not easy, man. What, what do you think about this schedule this year? I think, uh, you know, playing the uh, big non-conference games is such a – it's a good thing for us. I mean, it's it's challenging, but, um, you know, those are, those are fun games. I remember, for me, you know, we used to play uh, Power 5 schools, if you will, those were those were fun ones. Kansas and Virginia and uh, Auburn. My first road game ever was Auburn. I mean, it's just those are those are highlight moments for for, for the kids on the team for sure, and uh, not for coaches. Well, no, Austin, shameless promotion. It's anyone, anywhere, anytime, man. I mean, uh, there you, show, you know, so uh, that's that's a Southern Miss way, and that's what we do, man. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, we got some new quarterbacks in here this year, too. And if there's one position kind of been a little, you know, not as steady as we wanted to be as a quarterback position, I don't know a better take from anybody than Austin Davis on what you think of this season in that quarterback position. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that'll be the, it always is, right, in football. If you, if you can solidify that position, if you can find a guy to just kind of take the reins and run with it, um, you know, I think that'll be the difference. And I know Coach Hall and, I know the staff, that's, that's what they're looking for. Keep it competitive. Um, find somebody to take it to the next level, whoever that may be, um, just to solidify that position. I think it's I'm sure if we brought Will on right now, that's what he would say is his number one focus going into this year. Yeah, that, that's true, man. I, but and one thing you keep saying, Coach Hall, man, I definitely believe in him. He's bringing kind of that Southern Miss swag a little bit. You can see the players a little bit, the way they act. It's, uh, it's I've heard good back. things about the culture. I've heard the yeah. guys are just loving it, having fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned that with uh, being in Seattle with, with Coach Carroll. I mean, that's it's so much better. I mean, having a good a good environment. Well, guys enjoy being there. It just doesn't have to be so rigorous. Or, what's the word? It just doesn't have to be so stiff. And it's, there's pressure. That's just college sports. There's pressure. Pressure to win. Coaches have to win. Their jobs on the line. Players are on scholarship. They're expected to perform, do well in school. I mean, that's just the nature of it. But if you can figure out a way to get through all that and just cut loose and and be the athlete that you are and and go out there and play, I think that's when really when great teams excel. Man, that's that's a great way to put it, man. So just a love a little Southern Miss talk from. Austin and me uh, just kind of end the show right here and close things up. But what are you up to now, Austin? I mean, tell 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 the crew what's going on in your world. Well, as of two weeks ago, I just took a job at uh, Community Bank here in Meridian. Uh, so we got branches down in Hattiesburg. But, yeah, so I've been training to be a loan officer. Uh, I did business in college. Um, so I've got, I've got a little bit of finance background. Um, but I had a guy come into the branch the other day, and he's like, what? He's like, Austin Davis, he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, man, I just like going home at 5 o'clock. I was like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm training. I got a couple more weeks of training. I'll be down in Laurel. Um, but as soon as, I get, as soon as I get done with training, I'm going to be coming for some of those Southern Miss folks. So, you guys, uh, come on. I'll be, you know, I'll, 
<laughs> yeah, how does how does Austin Davis not get a get a people's ears up and uh, you know, well, he's in the banking world. I'm switching my account, so I can just see it happening maybe a little bit here and there. Sure, so, why not? But, <laughs> but congratulations, man, with that career. Um, and like I said, speaking of your career, man, one of the greatest Southern Miss football players of all time, period, end of story. Uh, that 2011 season, go down in history, is one of the greatest. What do you have to say to the Southern Miss Nation, man? Maybe some closing words from from, from the great Austin Davis. Man, I I, uh, I definitely miss it. Like I said earlier, time's, time has flown by. Um, just so so happy to be a part of the family. You know, we've, we've always taken care of each other and um, you know, if I could do it all over, I'd do it all the same. I'm going to be a Golden Eagle, SMTTT. Absolutely, man. Appreciate that. As always, Southern Miss to the top. Uh, excited to have you on, man. I was telling my wife, Angel, I'm having Austin Davis on. This is so cool. So I appreciate you doing doing this for the show, man. And, uh, and we'll hopefully catch up with you soon at The Rock. All right. Appreciate you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed catching up with Austin Davis right there. And one thing I enjoyed recently was this past Southern Miss men's basketball season. And one of the players from the team was a big reason why we did so well, Felipe Hase. And while he's not going to be in black and gold, that makes me a bit sad. Uh, I am super fired up for him to be on this show and to share some of his favorite Southern Miss memories. What's up, everybody? It's Felipe Hase here, uh, forward slash center at uh, USM this year. And, uh, man... Uh, I gotta talk about my favorite memories, memories at USM, and it's not it's not easy to think about one, especially I have a couple, but uh, I'm a, I'm gonna split a little bit during like my first memory right away was the the Cancun Challenge. We went up there, we we started the season great, we had great feelings, we were uh, at an amazing hotel, amazing tournament, and uh, we got the first championship championship of the season. So that was that was a good one. We 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 connected a lot over there in Cancun. We hang out after all that stuff, so it was pretty fun. Uh, then second, uh, I'm gonna skip until Sunbelt uh, play already. Uh, when we play UL here at a at Red Green, man, that was electrifying. It brought so much joy to us. It was so much joy to the team, joy to Hattiesburg, uh, seeing the read packed again. It was, it was amazing. It, won, it was one of our big goals of the season. So it was amazing. And then of course, uh, Texas State up there when we uh, clinched the, the regular season um, championship, uh, it was great. It was the locker room after the game was amazing. Uh, it was just, it was so, so worth it. So, so like we really did it, and then I wish I could tell you one more about going to the tournament, but hey, man, we fell short. But it's been a great ride at USM. I love all the fans. They, they I'm, I'm sure they love me because all the love they show. So USM will have a place in my heart forever. And yeah, man, this is I have so many memories. I could be doing this for 30 minutes, but that's that's the most important ones. And uh, yeah, peace and love. Thanks so much for sending that story into the show, Felipe Hase. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It's absolutely free to do. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe over there as well. Well, until next time, as always, it's Southern Mist to the top.